The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, To you who hear, I say, Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. To the person who strikes you on one cheek, offer the other one as well. And from the person who takes your cloak, do not withhold even your tunic. Give to everyone who asks of you. And from the one who takes what is yours, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. For if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. But if you good do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do the same. If you lend money to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Every sinner lends to sinners and gets back the same amount. But rather, love your enemies and do good to them and lend expecting nothing back. Then your reward will be great and you will be children of the Most High. For he himself is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Stop judging, and you will not be judged. Stop condemning, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and it will be forgiven you. Give, and gifts will be given to you. A good measure, packed together, shaken down and overflowing, will be poured into your lap. For the measure with which you measure will in return be measured out to you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. David could have killed Saul, and his life would have been vastly improved. No more running from his life. No more looking over his shoulders to see if there's some suspicious person walking behind him. No more worries about spears and arrows flying in his direction. In addition to the peace of mind that he would have if he could be killed Saul, he would also become king. Oh, his life would be vastly improved. But he didn't. He didn't take him out. Why? Because David's going to be a king. He's going to be a great king. And his house is going to last forever. And he's going to usher in an economic era and a golden age that the Jews would never see before. And he will go on to be known as one of the greatest leaders in history. Oh, he's going to be great. But he's not going to be great by violence or hate. He's going to achieve his greatness because of his companionship and his relationship with God. There's a lesson here for us. Wouldn't it be great 
if you and I could live our lives in a way that no one, no one ever gets hurt. We go home for our families and no one in our family will ever be hurt by what we say or do. We go to work and no one there will ever get hurt. No one will ever be disappointed or want to, want to quit their job because of the way we live our lives. It would be an incredible achievement if we were able to live our lives in a way that no one, no one will ever get hurt. But that's not the best way to live. The better way to live is that in addition to nobody getting hurt, the people around in our lives will benefit. They will prosper because of us. Poor people will benefit and be blessed because of the way we live our lives. People who mourn or, or are down and out will be uplifted and inspired because of the way we live our life. That's the better way to live. And it's the only way we can achieve this way of life is if we listen to the instructions of Jesus Christ. And I'm going to prove it. Jesus is the only one who says, love your enemies. Only no one else says it. No one. No one in the ancient world ever said it. No religious institution. No philosophy, a way of life. No politics or government ever said that. See, on one hand, it's easy to say, well, don't kill your enemy. Don't, don't hurt your enemy. But Jesus says, transform your enemy. Change your enemy. Inspire your enemy to do great things. That's the difference. When we listen to the instructions of Jesus. I used to work for Dad, and there were two guys that worked in the company <laughs> that were complete opposites. One guy was in a constant state of absolute happiness. And the reason why is because every, time he, every day he would wake up and he would do the thing that he loved to do every day, which is carpentry work. And he was so happy. Oh, today I'm going to buy the coffee. Needless to say, everybody wanted to work with him. There was another guy in the company that was the most angry, cantankerous man I have ever met in my entire life. My cousin worked with him one day and he got so mad at him that he took a shovel and filled his toolbox with dirt while the tools were still in there. Needless to say, my cousin never had to work with him again. I had to end up working with him. So one day we were working at a third at a third-story uh, office, office building, and, and we had to install a door. So he said to me, Grover, get the drill out of my truck. So I went down the three flights of stairs and walked across the campus to the, to the parking lot, and I went to the truck, and in the back he had a cab. I opened up the cab, and there were three drills. One was one of those hand crank drills. Another one was the electric drill. The third one was the hammer drill. So I grabbed one of the drills. Needless to say, it was the wrong drill. He got so mad. He, it was unbelievable. He got so mad that the air turned blue with the vocabulary that you would never find in an English dictionary. People were coming out of the office to see who the troublemaker was and what was going on. I was completely embarrassed. And usually when somebody yells at me, you know, you could, you bad priest, when that happens to me, something you would think that you could open up my soul and look in, and you could see the storm clouds of, 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 dis of disappointment and anger starting to form. 
But usually if you open up my soul when somebody's yelling at me, you'll see happiness and sunshine. Because the reason why when somebody yells at me, I'm usually thinking of my next fly fishing trip. And that always makes me happy. But in this particular case, in this particular case, he went over the line. It was way too, it was too much. I got really angry. He was embarrassing himself, me, my father's company that he was representing. And I was angry. So I went down those stairs and I went across the campus and I got to his truck. And I opened up the cab and lo and behold, in his truck was a shovel. A shovel. And the shovel talked to me. Yoo-hoo, Peter, over here. Ticket to the good life. You'll never have to work with him again. Just pick me. I didn't reach for the shovel. I grabbed the right to him. Brought it to him and said, sorry about that, I need to pay it, I'll pay attention to you and it won't happen again. And this is what he said to me. Kid, you're all right. And he never, never raised his voice at me again. Now Christ in the gospel today gave us instructions. They're hard. Love your enemy. Do good to your persecutors. When someone slaps you on one cheek, turn the other. Don't judge. Don't condemn. This is hard stuff. But these are the instructions that will allow us to live our life in a way where people are going to benefit, where people are going to be blessed. People will be transformed because of us. That's what Christians do. And it's a great way to live.